Welcome back to another episode of the College Football Overdrive Podcast. My name is Fred Purdue. I'm one of your hosts. I'm joined by my esteemed colleague, Rick Brown. What's going on, Rick? Freddie P. What's shaking, my brother? Man, we're so close. So close. I can feel it. I can feel it. I I hear the, the music. I hear the the we are looking live. Oh no, that's um that's um Keith Jackson, isn't it? Yeah, that's Keith Jackson. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah yeah you know I I all the things of college football I hear the band playing I hear the, the cheerleaders cheering I hear you know somebody's banging on a locker room locker or get trying to get out the door I see the canes coming out the smoke I I thought I heard something from a seminal but that's just somebody booing um but yeah it's college football season man what's going on it's college football season and we are here to talk about it. This whole 2023 college football season. Do, 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 do. Mm, I hate that song. It, it, makes, it makes us want to put 50 on it. Yeah. yeah, it makes me want to put 50 on those people every time. Every time. I've been hearing it all year and I've been quiet. I've been quiet. Yeah, you know you got to score touchdowns to get 50, though. <laughs> Don't do me like that. I've been hearing hey. 45-3 off, off season. I Listen. I just want to score six points. Hey. I just want to score six points. It doesn't matter how I get it. I just want six points. Hey, all right. You can get three safeties or two. Ooh, wow. Defense. I, mean, I, I got you. I got remember, you. Remember 2001 or was it 2000 that if you you guys did score any touchdowns that year. 2001, yes, it is. You still would have gone 8-4. Would have went 8-4. and 8-4. And, and, and they still want to say 2019 was a better team. No no disrespect to that team, but if the offense wasn't on the the 2019 LSU team, sorry, that 2019 oh. LSU team with Joe Burrow and Chase and Jefferson and Edwards Hilaire and everybody else, no disrespect I mean, good to team. guys. The yeah, good team, team. But, but but 17 first rounders off that team, guys like Sean Taylor were back up. So yeah, yeah, eight and four. Eight and four. Yeah. yeah. So look, I know y'all been like y'all are fiending for the first week of football that is coming up this week. And yes, I say the first week of football <laughs> not recognize week zero. It's week zero. Okay, okay, Fred. Okay, before we get into this, be, before we before we get into this, and I, I, I thought this was going to be a better year for us that we can understand each other. But obviously, you're still on that. You're still on that 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 2022 kick. But look, do they play games? Yes, they do. Okay, okay, good, 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 good. Um, do they? Play by any kind of funky rules, or I mean, are the rules the same as during the regular season? I yeah, mean, they're the same. They're the same. They, they, so they don't like, um, like tag the quarterback or, or no four or point like, field goals for kicking yeah, 60 yards. Nah, nothing crazy. So, so the the rules are the same, right? Mm-hmm. My most important question here: Do the games count? Meaning that if no preseason you, over here. No preseason. If you over here. if you lose, then you're zero and one. If yeah. you win, you're one and zero, and it counts toward the end of the year. Absolutely. Then that is in the zero. 
You have you start you, giving numbers. My final you thing. Sold my me. You sold me, but I don't make the decisions. I just I just report on them. You gotta you gotta talk to the other people, you know, higher ups, you know. Maybe they can change something for you because trust me, you I get it. I get you it. You can say inaugural week. You can say um the starter uh, starting uh, uh, you can't say preseason. Uh, um. <laughs> yeah, you can't say preseason. It, it counts. Opening week. Counts. You can say opening week, but you cannot say week zero. <laughs> that is just that is just week. W e a k. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it too. I hate it too. So trust me. Um, I, if I can change it, there there has to be something different. But until uh, until then, while we're it doesn't we're, even sound catchy. Yeah, we week do, zero. We, week zero. It's it's almost as weak as wearing number zero. Never mind. I'm gonna leave that alone. I don't. Unless you're it. agent zero. Yeah, there's only yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, and that's a whole nother. Yeah, that's a whole nother sport. Yeah, yeah that's a, nah. yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so let's pay some bills real quick before we jump into this thing, right? So make sure you go follow the show on Twitter at CFB Overdrive. Make sure you follow myself on Twitter at Fred Purdue CFB. I am in. I'm jumping on to talk a lot of junk. I've been quiet all off season. Florida State, you it, it's that time. It's that time. You're about to hear my mouth. Florida don't lose a game. You're gonna hear my mouth. Those little green leprechauns up north don't lose the Navy in week zero, or you're gonna hear my mouth. Don't struggle. Okay. Coach Saving, you on the hot list too. Just saying. Yeah, Coach Saving, you on you you might be on the hot list. We'll see. We'll see. Rick, where can they find you so they can hear you tell the rest of the world when Miami will score their next touchdown? It's been a while. Oh, my goodness. It's been a while since they've scored. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at RickBrown91, at RickBrown91. And, um, yeah, yeah, I'm just I'm, – I'm, I've, been, I've been very, very quiet here. I'm just waiting for y'all to jump on, jump on board. Let's join us. Join us. Let's talk about week zero. W E A K zero. Or should I say week ass zero? Should I say that? No, I should say that. <laughs> Never Don't mind. Get Don't get in trouble too early. All Never right. Mind. So we got some things to talk about. This is our college football 2023 season preview. This will be a two part series. To, on today, we will break all the conferences down. We will give you who we think will win the conferences, all of that good stuff. In part two, we'll be giving our superlatives, playoff predictions, and, of course, who wins it all. So you got to stay tuned to part two. But for right now, strap in. Get your helmets up. You got to strap your helmet up because, you know, that chin strap isn't buckled and you don't keep your head on a swivel like my guy Heinz Ward once said. I always keep my head on a swivel. You might get knocked off and I don't want you to fall off. I want you to stay with us because you're in for a good one. So we got headlines. Of course we have headlines, right? So biggest storylines to watch going into the 2023 season. You know who my what my first one is. You know what it is. It's got to be. Know- you, as it should be, your guy. Uni- not, University not of guy. Miami? Oh, no, no, no. He's not. He will <laughs> never be here. We do not want him here. Although, if he did come here, recruiting would be awesome. I don't know about the coaching, but recruiting would be good. He can recruit his ass off, but 
We don't want it. We don't want that here. Uh, Coach Prime, one Deion Sanders, year one at Colorado. Some love him. I hate him. I want to see it. Some want him to do well. Me, he runs his mouth too much. I'm just, I don't want him to, I don't want him to fail, but I'm just going to be honest. If he, if he did, I wouldn't, I'm not crying a river. So, um, we've talked about it extensively in the off season. I say he wins four games, which is still a success, especially winning one last year. They won one last year. That would be a three game improvement. They start the season off at, with TCU at TCU and it is good. They have a tough slate. Uh, last year in the big in the Pac-12 before they go back home to the Big 12. Yeah, this one's gonna be interesting because he can spin it if he wins very little, but he wins. It's he can say, well, you see, I want I'm winning, winning more than the last guy. But if he falls on his face and injuries start happening, oh boy, could get ugly. Uh, welcome to big time college football. Mm-hmm. You know, Coach Prime is a, he's like a magnet. He reminds me of the coaching, um, coaching version of Tim Tebow. Ooh, I like it. I like it. Just, you know. Polarizing. Yes, very. I mean, and you're right. People love him or people want him to fail. I think it's a very interesting dynamic that he's coming and he's saying, you know, I'm playing by the rules. I'm doing everything that I'm allowed to do. And people don't like it. Coming in, clearing house, only 10 returning players from last year. Um, so you don't know what you have. I mean, you can look at Jackson State and made me look at their film, but it's a different offensive coordinator. Is you know who's bringing his own style. So it's it's going to be interesting. And Cosander speaks. He says what's on his mind, and a lot of people don't like that either. Uh, some can say. No, I won't even go there right now. It's too early in the season. But people want them to fail for a lot of reasons. They're anti-Florida State fans. They are anti-establishment. Um, Since things haven't been done one way, you know, you're supposed to be uh, – coaches and players are supposed to be humble. Well, Deion Sanders has never been humble. He'll tell you what he's going to do. And most of the time, he's done it. And the biggest feat that he's already accomplished is that uh, Colorado hasn't been relevant since uh, Cordell Stewart threw a Hail Mary to beat Michigan in the, in the 90s. Ooh, I was small. I, was a, um, I, didn't really, I didn't understand that game yet, but then, ooh, we, yeah, you went back a long way. But uh, am I joking? I mean, no, you're not. They have not you're been, really not. They have not been relevant, but yet everyone is talking about Colorado. Everyone is talking about Coach Prime. Everyone is looking on social media, and the first thing they see is the Buffaloes. 
that's a win already for Colorado and and his branding. They already are in people's minds. They have become the relevant team. If they go, I mean, look, if you think about it on the field, they should be sorry as all get out. The over-under from Vegas is 3.5 wins. So four wins would be, you're right, that would be be a, a, a heck of an improvement from a one-win season. You know, maybe I should go to Vegas and play four wins. <laughs> but anyway, um, you're right. You already said tough. The schedule's tough, though. Um, the pack, 26 minus 22 are going to be, it's going to be crazy. And you throw in an unknown Colorado. This could be the wild, wild west out there. So, hey, um, good luck, Coach Prime. That first game is going to be ugly against the defending um, national finalist, TCU. But, hey, you win that game. Oh, my goodness. If he wins that game, understand college football world. We're going to get thrown upside down. For us, for, and I don't. I hate saying it. I don't. I root. I don't root against him, but I'm not hurt if he doesn't win. Our only hope that he doesn't, because you know what Coach Prime is. You know he is just he. He's loud. He's boisterous. He he gonna he's gonna let. He's basically what he was as a player, but now he has power. He has actual roster power and. Play my music. Yeah, yeah. He can tell people what to do now. So in those press cards, I told y'all we were going to win this game. I tried to. Do you understand? That is going. I told y'all. That's that's what you're going to hear. And then I'm going to have to hear that until they play USC and USC drops the hammer on them. I don't want to wait that long. So TCU, (laughs) do your job. Do your job, okay? Humble. You know, everybody has that welcome to – NFL or college football or whatever sports you play, TCU, give him the welcome to college football moment. Big time college football moment. Please. Uh, just grab your popcorn. Ooh, yeah. This one's going to be fun. I can't. This lie. whole season's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Michigan. Let's talk Michigan. Ooh. Yeah. Michigan is, Michigan's been building. You know, since Jim Harbaugh's been at Michigan, it's been up and down. When he first got there, there was instant success. And there were instant failures. I mean, the block punt <laughs> against Michigan State, amongst other things. Then we had – and this team has been – their calling card is run game and defense. And we said, there's no way he wins this way. And then he says he's, he's going back to the league and – and I'm like, okay, mm, I guess that's okay. And then they pay him more, and then we get a college football playoff uh, appearance. Well, this year, they have talent. All of this culminates in having the most talented roster he's had since he got there. And it feels like he hasn't been at Michigan for a long time. But it's been a minute since he first stepped foot uh, in Ann Arbor. And he has a lot, a lot of talent. 
enough that we think there that we we're thinking 20 players drafted come come may damn that's a lot of players this team is stacked they have two stud running backs your guy Blake Corum my guy Donovan Edwards he is electric you know you have a really good backfield when your backup running back is what, like nine yards short of a thousand, like ten touchdowns. It's, I mean, as a backup, just imagine what you could do as a starter. Michigan has a lot of talent, but can they overcome the coaching blunders, the hype, the praise, the media clipping, and just navigate the schedule? And then get lucky and draw somebody not named Georgia or TCU. Well, I mean, solid questions. Um, Coach Harbaugh is about to enter his ninth season at Michigan. Matter wow. of fact, doesn't feel like it at all. Uh, and, and still kicking the Walmart pants, I believe. But I'm not. Yeah. Uh, oh no 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 no. He has a deal with. Jordan Brand, sir. Put some respect on those on those khakis. Put some respect Ooh. on those. He has his own line. Put some respect oh, my on goodness. those pants. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Put some respect I mean, on those khakis. On those khakis. Talk about the upgrade. I, I, I see. Some, <laughs> uh, uh, apologies, then. But but yeah. Um, this is going to be an interesting season for them. Coming off the, the success of last year, finally making it to the playoffs. But now, I mean, it is is going to start off bumpy with the suspension, or is he going to be suspended? Or I mean, what's what's going on with that? Oh, uh, will the um, what are they, an advisory board or a, uh, the discipline committee going to accept the four games and let this man play from the, go on and coach? Or are they going to act a little foolish? Kick and, it down the uh, road and we just, And my question is if he coaches in these games because they allow it, do they double back and say no? And let's say they win a lot of games. Do we take those games away like they didn't exist? Shout out Reggie Bush. Mm. Uh, mm. And what if uh, because he's an ineligible coach? Mm. Uh, so, so these are many obstacles that this team is going. But these are just the beginning of obstacles this team is going to face throughout the season. And you're right; you said it. Can they deal with the hype? Can they deal with the expectations of being the front runners in that conference? Um, although a couple of schools may have, you know, their own thoughts on that. I was gonna say there's a couple of schools who may have might have something to say about that. Right, 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 right. And and maybe even the team in in Pittsburgh. I mean in um Pennsylvania. Mm, uh, the other side mm, of Pennsylvania. Maybe, mm, maybe. Happy Valley mm, might have something to say. Maybe, oh. maybe, maybe oh. you know. But they have the talent. They have they have the roster to do it. Now, and they have the coach to get it done. But the players, 
bunch of 18 to 20, 20, whatever. 22? Well, now, see, that, that that was old school. Now it could be 23, 24. We got 28-year-olds <laughs> in college now. So, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I, that's why it's 20, whatever. Messed everything up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so it's going to be interesting to see if they can um, – Maintain, mm-hmm. and, and there's going and that's another a, a solid team to watch because all eyes, well, not all eyes, most eyes are gonna be in Colorado, but there'll be be some eyes on Michigan as well. Not at, after the first four games. Let's take it down south because I would be I would get a lot of flack if I didn't say this one right. Mm-hmm. Um. So the defending, two-time, 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 reigning and defending college football national champion, Georgia Bulldogs. They They are at a point where they have a chance to join an elite, elite, elite group of teams. Can they three-peat? Let me tell you. The last time a team three-peated or attempted to three-peat was 1996. 1996. Let me say it again. 1996. Nebraska. Mm. It's been a while. Mm. They beat Florida and, and they beat who else should they and actually, let me correct myself. Let me correct myself. These are the teams that have attempted to three-peat. Attempted. The, attempted. Okay. Let me correct myself. There have been four, and they were all-time greats. The 76 Sooners, the 81980 mm. Alabama Crimson Tide, the 96 Nebraska Corn Huskers, and one of my favorite teams, the 05 USC Trojans who have that one blemish because of man that the man the myth the legend the the chief let me let me let me leave Vince alone Vince Young and those those uh Texas Longhorns that the still the greatest game I have ever seen greatest mm. performance I have ever seen no greatest by by far by far still the greatest game I have ever seen in dramatic fashion, you couldn't. There's, there's, it played out like a movie. It did. But the last time a team three peated was 1934. Ooh. Golden Gophers of Minnesota. Roll that boat. 1934, 35, and 36 under legendary coach Bernie Beer, Beerman. So um, it's going to be a tough one. If these aforementioned teams could not do it, I don't know, Georgia. You've lost a lot. But that schedule's so easy. That schedule's real cupcake like. You got two real landmines on it. Maybe three. I don't count Florida, but you always throw throw everything out the window with that game. So Tennessee and Ole Miss, you get past those two and maybe Alabama or LSU, whoever decides to want to be come out of the west. Ooh, things could get interesting if they get into that playoff. 
new quarterback. They just got Carson Beck was named the starting court starting quarterback this week. So we got we got some some things. Kirby was pretty pretty upset this week because of it, practices weren't meeting his standard. And, and see, now it gets to that point where Kirby holds his teams to a different standard than everybody else. And the practices are, are hard because everybody's good, but the games are easy because that team has so much talent. They have the receivers. They have the running backs. They have some some mythical tight end named Brock Bowers. We'll talk about him later. Mm. Georgia is set. The stage is set. Every single week is somebody else's national championship just to knock them off. Can you three-peat, Kirby? Because if you do, if you do, you get thrown into a whole different stratosphere of coach. You might even get close to getting get, you might I know I know Coach Saban, your your you know your 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 guy, the guy that puts you on. I know he's not you're not him yet. You're you're not the GOAT yet, but you almost get have to get thrown into that that discussion at that point, don't you? Simply by doing something we haven't seen in almost a hundred years. For sure. For yeah. sure. For yeah. sure. I would think so. I'm slightly rooting for it just to see something. I mean, that's really a unicorn. I mean, I, I don't know about you. I wasn't around in 1934 to 1936. You might have, you might have been kind of slowly. You might have just been never mind. I'm gonna leave you alone. I'm gonna leave you alone because you've been nice to me all off season. But that's uh, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm making a list. Remember that. <laughs> but nonetheless, this team, this team has a lot of goals. And as it's one, it's a one week season. Every every single week, Kirby, I'm almost rooting for you. Almost. <laughs> You're right. You know, moving the Auburn game up. Whoever idea was that? Whose idea was that? That's, yeah, I don't like. That. I, I, I mean, they're playing it the last Saturday in September. What the heck? Auburn, the Iron Bowl. Come on, man. But I mean, and 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 that'll be Georgia's first road game. Mm-hmm. So be prepared because rival games are crazy. Anything can happen in the rival. Freeze teams are crazy. You know, so be careful. And then the following week, because they will be hyped for that game on the road against their arch rivals. They'll be hyped. So the following week at home against Kentucky, just be wary of that game. Then you mentioned at Florida uh, for the the largest, the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. That's I, what I we call it, it, and we will always call it. it that here. That I is said what it. we call it here. At the I said it. Overdrive. I podcast. said it. Yes. Mm-hmm. The end of the season against uh, UT, Rocky Top on Rocky Top. And Georgia Tech, which you know, it's Georgia Tech. It, that's the that's the FCS. Yeah. Never mind. I'm sorry. Oh, did I call them an FCS team? Yes. Oh, I'm, ooh. yeah. You know, yeah, by then, I I threw a little shade. I threw a little shade at them. I'm sorry. No, I'm not. <laughs> Will the team be undefeated then? They have two they landmines: Ole Miss and, and Tennessee. That's it. That's it. 
the lane train is always different because of the, offensively. They took Bama to the brink last year. It came down to a fingertip. Yeah, but they're going to be at Georgia. Yeah, between the hedges is tough. Yeah, I, I I don't think that'll be as we'll see because it's time for Lane to um get them boys in gear. I would think. I, I just Quinshawn yeah. Jenkins might have something to say about that. I'm just saying, just saying, fifteen hundred yards last year. Just saying. Yeah. Georgia says that no one runs the ball on them though, so we'll see. We'll definitely see. Yes, we, got some, will. we got some coaches that I don't want to call put them on the hot seat. But we have lots of questions about them. One is mine, my head coach. Mario Cristobal in year two. Sark in what, year three? Are these make-or-break seasons for them in that at their respective universities? Especially after, and really on opposite ends of the spectrum, I guess, if you want to call it that. Mario, five and seven, and rebuilding and it just nothing really worked the way we thought it would and then on the other end sark has the number one quarterback coming out of high school some manning guy named arch who still struggles to throw out routes um yeah we'll see and then the real starter quinn ewers who was injured early last year but what we saw of him it was masterful he's really good I mean, he was the number one quarterback out of high school a couple years ago for a reason. Uh, They have as much talent as they probably had in a long time. I didn't realize this. Texas hasn't won the Big 12 since 2009. What happened in 2009? What happened in 2009? They went to a national championship where Colt McCoy um, hurt his shoulder. He had a a tendon or uh, was it a tendon or – Something in his shoulder, his a nerve in his shoulder made his arm go dead, and then they they had Alabama on the ropes. That was the first one. That was the first one of what six for for Coach Saban. So yeah, yeah, that was the beginning. So we haven't seen and, and that Mac Brown guy who's now at North Carolina. We'll talk about him later too. Uh, he was still there. So things have been a little difficult, you know, out at Texas. So. Uh, does Sark take this team to the next level? Maybe win a conference title, take the belt. You know, back back in the, I, I like to use the wrestling, the WWE, or or just wrestling in general analogy. I'll take the belt and leave the show and go to the, go to the rival show. Mm-hmm. Do we do? Does he do that this year, or do we get a little bit of the same Texas we've seen for the last few years? I mean, until you do it, I'm. I'm... It's hard for me to say to 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 have confidence in a team that year after year they're supposed to be something big and they don't and and when it's time to show they don't and this has been the story of Texas well you know most things in Texas are actually smaller than they say but that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> don't let those people t- don't let th- don't tell them that. I'm just saying, don't tell them that. But you're right. I mean, I don't usually. I'm a guy who says is you got to go through a give a coach a, an entire recruiting class. Mm-hmm. Well, things are different now. Okay, um, this is not my college football that I grew up on. This is a new generation, a new era. 
I think two years is not enough time unless you just really wet the bed, which I don't think your coach, Cristobal, has done. I think he's slowly getting his program the way he wants wants it to be. Uh, it's taking a little bit more time than everyone wants. But, geez, this is just his second year, folks. Give him a break. Or going into his third. Wait a minute. Where's your boy going into? His second or third this year? Is, this is second year. No, come on. He's not on no hot seat. Don't do not don't do that, Miami fans. Do not do that. Do not push this guy out. He, uh, don't do it. it. it it'll be a mistake. It's too expensive right now. He, he has a pretty big deal. He's not going anywhere anytime soon. That didn't stop. Well, that's, that's last year. They're not going. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it is Sark. I mean, Sark is on on. on it's make or break. Is, yeah, that, that seat is pretty damn warm. And the thing is, that conference is so crazy that I don't know. I, I because Oklahoma's gonna have something to say, especially after that beatdown from last year. And then add in the fact that they are leaving the conference. They want to take the belt and take it to the SEC and hide it because they'll never see it again. Just saying. that There's something to be said about having the last of something for your school. Something to be said about it. It is. Um, I look and at that quarterback, con- that quarterback controversy is going to heat up real quick. Yes. It's going to heat up real quick. Quinn Ewers, you have a bad game. Remember, I said, Alabama. I said this when when Quinn Ewers and well, I'm sorry, when Arch Manning committed to Texas. First off, I I was slightly right. I knew I had I kind of had an idea of where he was going. By the way, I said he would he would um go somewhere where orange was in there, in their uniform colors. I was right, um, but nonetheless, when the second he stepped on campus. I said, you can go back and look in the archives. I said, every single throw is under a microscope. They won't, they'll downplay it all they want. Have a bad day of practice. Have a bad day, have a bad, a bad game against whoever. Every coach is watching. And there's nothing you can do about it. So the fans, we know how fans are. Fans are fickle. They they just really want they they'll turn on you in a heartbeat. Have a bad game against Rice to start the season. Have a stinker against Wyoming mm. at home. Go to Baylor and see what happens and lose that game. Have a bad game against Oklahoma. <laughs> lose to a team you have no business losing to, and it's your fault. Throw the game ending interception in a game that you had no business being down in. Yeah, Quinn, and I hate it. It's a bad situation for him because it's a it's a it's a lose lose. Because if he has a, it, it's you can't if you bench him, you'll never get his confidence back, and he, he'll be already out the door. But at the same time, if you keep playing him, and he's not playing well, now Arch is like, well, coach, I'm ready. My name is Manny. I was built for this, but I'm not out there. What, what, what are we doing, coach? And then you may lose him too. So th- this one's going to be interesting how they how they, how they they manage this thing. 
Yeah, the height meter is going to be on 12. It's going to be so crazy. It's going to be so crazy. So, for me, and and I think we'll hold that that last one. We'll hold the last one because I I really want your opinion when we talk in part two about teams we haven't – who we're looking forward to. I think I'll hold that one. But nonetheless – we have conferences to talk about, right? So the Pac-12, the Pac-12, right? They've been rated. They're the Pac-4 at this point. <laughs> and that four, they want out. Two of them want to go to the ACC. That's Stanford and Cal. They're, they, they're begging, hey, ACC, we won't even take any money. Just take us, please. We'll be volunteers, please. <laughs> Stanford. It's it's not that bad when you, you know your school has a thirty six billion dollar endowment. It's okay. <laughs> so Stanford just wants a home, okay. But Washington State, Oregon State, Cal, and Stanford are the lo- the lone four. Pac twelve has been rated. Everybody's gone, whether it's the Big Twelve or the Big Ten, uh, going into twenty twenty four. Uh, so we can get that one out of the way. So this conference won't probably exist in a year, possibly two. Um, I mean, you can get well, Boise. Go get Boise State a call. Go get well, Boise State. Well, I was gonna say, you know, there's some schools out there. Go get San Diego State a call. Yeah, you guys can be an FCS program. Never mind. I'm sorry. Never mind. I'm gonna leave that alone. They're the conference of champions. I'm gonna leave that. I'm gonna leave that alone before I get in trouble. You guys can be. A, you guys can be a, a, a group of five conference. It's okay. It's okay. Okay. At least they'll still be around. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's over a hundred years of tradition. I grew I up mean, on gosh. a lot of a lot of great players, a lot of great moments. The band is on the field. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah, yeah. That was one it was of my more than? no, but okay. growing up playing, watching the highlights, playing the NCAA video games, you you play through uh, the moments. It's almost like you did, feel like you were around then. But did the band come on the field in the? In no, the, in the no, oh. no. But they show the highlight, and they. Oh yeah, that was John Elway. There was no yeah. way in hell you was born. No, I, no. I was a no, kid then. No, no, no. I'm not. I wasn't born in 19. Never mind. Anyway, in the yeah, never mind. I'm gonna leave that alone. Uh, but yeah, so it was Pac-12. Yeah, yeah. I was. It was the it was the front end of the eighties. I was on the back end, but nonetheless. So, um, this conference. I mean, whether whether it was Reggie Bush, Matt Liner, Carson Palmer, Marcus Mariota and company, Oregon. We saw the rise and I won't say fall, but back to earth of Oregon. Uh, we saw. We've seen UCLA have moments. We've seen Utah, uh, a group of five, basically at that time, a group of five school come into the to the big, come with the big boys and actually win with the big boys. Uh, we've seen plenty of plenty of big time moments. And I think the West Coast folks are a little bit upset because West Coast football is it's it's changing. And you guys have to come out, come see us now on, on the East Coast and down South to, to stay relevant. So uh, so some of the things that I, I wanted to kind of, we can kind of discuss it all kind of at one time. You can kind of go with, go with it how you do. Uh, but 
what is Lincoln Riley? What does he have to do to get USC to that next level? Is Oregon a one-hit wonder last year under Dan Lanning? Uh, I mean, they had a after that Georgia game, they hit the ground running and they really did. They did work. I still don't believe that's Bo Nix under that helmet. That's somebody else. It's not him. I'm sorry, but I saw Bo Nix for three years at Auburn and that wasn't him. Uh, how much does DJ Uyunglele, uh help the Oregon State Beavers and can they make a run? And who will take the presumed final crown of? The Pac-12 because, I, like I said, I don't believe this this conference is uh, going to be around after another year or so. So, who takes that last that last crown, takes that belt home, and puts it on the mantle? I was we were the last Pac-12 champion. I'm going to let you ponder on that for a moment while we talk about notable players coming back for this conference. So, you know, your homeboy, your guy. You have Heisman to start with the Hasbro Trophy winner. You know. You have to. We know who he is. <laughs> Presume number one overall pick, the closest thing people have seen to Pat Mahomes. I mean, Pat Mahomes only been in the league like five years. But still, like, this dude is everything. He's the guy. Caleb. Caleb. Williams. <laughs> I mean, he can, can I call him the man, the myth, the legend? I mean, he's still doing Not it. Yet. Not, Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not now, yet. if he wins another Heisman, which I don't think – I'm on record of saying I don't think anybody will ever win a Heisman twice. If Tebow couldn't do it, if – who else has had an opportunity at it? If Bryce. Tebow couldn't – Bryce couldn't do it. Tebow couldn't do it. Um, Johnny Manziel couldn't do it. If Y'all just Bryce. Uh, Heisman voters, which I used to be one. Y'all just Bryce. If Lamar Jackson couldn't do it. If Trevor Lawrence never really had a shot at it, there's nobody there. Nobody's nobody's gonna get. If Reggie Bush couldn't do it, I mean, and he was Reggie would have like, taken take take it two of them away from him. But <laughs> um, I don't see anybody else doing it. So yeah, if if anyone has a chance, he he Caleb Williams has a chance because he plays the position. Mm-hmm. He's at a high profile school. Mm-hmm. USC's going to have opportunities. That offense with Lincoln Riley. Yeah, um, to put up numbers. Now, the entire Pac-12 is a bunch of damn, you know, we suppose, is, is, is all offense. It's like damn whack back in the day. <laughs> Everybody I has mean, a gunslinger. Every, yeah. These scores are going to be outrageous. And, and, and everyone has a quarter. Everyone has, there, there are six Five to six teams that can actually win the conference. Mm-hmm. And the team and that I, won it last year, their quarterback tore his ACL at the end of the year, and he may not be right. I'm yeah. talking about Cam Rising and Cam Rising. Utah Utes. Yeah. Physical team. Very physical team. <laughs> it's going to be crazy. It's it's going to be crazy. And and you didn't even mention my boy. Um, my, Michael Penix. Yes. <laughs> I mean, we could go. I mean, I could. Cam Ward's one of my guys. I mentioned him last year. I say, oh, he's gonna be a problem. He just plays it all at at Washington State. So we could say we can just run down the list: Caleb Williams, Bo Nix, Dante Moore, true freshman, um, at UCLA. He may be a guy. DJ Uyunglele could he re, he could he's a name. 
could he do something? You never know. Um, Michael Penix Jr., Cam Rising, Cam Ward. Uh, I feel like I'm missing somebody. Um, Arizona's Arizona's quarterback, Jason DeLuna. Uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, it's there. This is a quarterback league, it is an offensive league, and there will be fireworks every single game week. Yes, so strap in now. And and you didn't even mention the quarterback for uh, Colorado. Oh, it's Sidor Sanders. Oh, yeah. We don't know what, what we're going to get from him. <laughs> I mean, he was the guy at Jackson State, but, I mean, that was that was against FCS competition. So we, But we don't know. We don't know. So Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> we so don't know. We don't know yet. So when I, this conference is loaded with quarterbacks and receivers, offense. It's going to be offense galore. And I'm here for it. I'm just not here for Pac-12 after dark because I can't. Ha- hey, listen, wait, my li- the way I, I I'm getting up there and a little older now, and it's sometimes I just gotta go to sleep. <laughs> I can't hang it till three in the morning watching Cal, Oregon. I can't do it. I watch the highlight. I watch the condensed version in the morning. Can't do it. Can't do it. I watch it just not live. Um, but yeah, Pac-12, we got to, I think that's, that's going to be an advantage, by the way, of all these West Coast teams going to other conferences that value putting big premier games at noon times or earlier times, and then having them play, even if it is on the road, having them play those premier games at that time, that's going to be huge. So I posed some questions to you about this Pac-12. Right. Okay. All right. So, can Leak and Riley take this team to the next level? This team was really good last year. They struggled on defense mightily, despite the efforts of one Caleb Williams. Uh, and they fell short in the Pac-12 championship game. Also, fell short in the bowl game. Injuries were a big part of it. Uh, but can this team go further? Okay. Um, two answers to this and they both and one of them is going to sound repetitive for the rest of the questions mm-hmm. um yes they can and they're going to need a healthy caleb williams and they're going to need a slither of defense just a, a slither this is because they're not going to be able to stop everybody all the time but they're going to need the defense to make plays at the right time. Mm-hmm. Can they do it? Can they get a little physicality? Because Utah had their kryptonite last year. Um, defense will be the key. And can tra- their transfers that come in, they're going to have to step up. So they can, but they're going to have to play some defense. I'm not worried about them offensively. Okay. Okay. Uh- about what I thought. Uh, offensively, this team is loaded. I mean, this thing, this, I mean, they have weapons galore. They have weapons, whether it's Brendan Rice, um, Caleb Williams, and others. They, Mario Williams, uh, the receiver, Mario, Super Mario Williams. Shout out Plant City High School. Yeah. Oh, PC. Yeah. 
Yeah, Plant City High School in, in Florida. So, yeah, I mean, you, U.S. and he might even he, – being the former number one receiver out of high school, he might not even be a top three receiver for them. They're stacked. <laughs> They're really stacked. So, but USC, I need to see a run game, a, a sense of a run game. Can you – yeah, you can score, but can you put teams away? Can you Can you get rid of that? Can you go ahead and salt the game away? Or are we just going to be in shootouts every week? If you're in shootouts every week, I'm with it. Because that means Caleb Williams is putting up monster numbers. And I'm trying out this whole college fantasy football thing. And if I get a hold of Caleb Williams, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know you know what's about to happen. It's on. So, so yeah, um, USC has to – they have to show something on the defensive side. Oregon, are they the one-hit wonder, or does Bo Nix and company come back around and run it back? I mean, it, it was a good season to start with. It really was. It really was, but they have to replace four starters on the offensive line. Never easy. That's not, that's not easy at all. I mean, if any of this – any of the pack – 20, 21 minus <laughs> four has a defense. Oregon does. I mean, they they they're returning seven players. But this is my question to you before before I I answer yours. If you could indulge me here, mm-hmm. I'm talking about defense a lot, and there's a few teams that has a bunch of um, defensive players returning. But if your defense was sorry last year, if you was ranked in the hundreds. Defense. Does it matter how many players you have coming back? Nah. Does, nah. That actually, does it automatically make you a good team, a better defense, just because you have returning players who were sorry last year or who nah. did not play up to expectations? Mm. So nah. uh, I just wanted to throw that out there. So, but Oregon could be the exception. Um, I think their offensive line, they're going to have to protect Bo. And will Bo Nix? be the Bo Knicks we saw last year or the Bo Knicks we saw on the East Coast? Last year, throw out the Georgia game. That game was 49 to 3. That game was over before I could say uh, before I could actually look at it. <laughs> like it was it was actually over in the first quarter. Um, like the national championship game. Yeah, yeah it, it really does. So after that, Oregon went on a tear. Okay. They lost two. They went ten and three last year. Throw out the Georgia game. They lost two games by a combined seven points. Washington, their rival, and at Oregon State again, a, a hated rival to the point they call it the Civil War. Mm-hmm. Three team. I remember a, a certain Miami coach once said, "Three uh, for us, it was four teams beat you." And this is the last one. So you got to come back and, and win these. They don't, Georgia's not on the schedule this year, but a, a dark horse team that I might might have to talk about later. Uh, one Texas Tech, they go see those guys out in Lubbock. And that's going to be an interesting game. And you got USC down the stretch. You Washington's on the road earlier this year, October 14th. And then you have that pesky game against. Uh, Oregon State, it is at home. They have to – if they can just 
be if they can be solid on the O line, I think this team could be really good. Uh, they do go. They do host uh, Colorado in Week Four, uh, September twenty third. That's going to be a good. That game might be a test for them, depending on where Colorado is. That Washington game is going to be a tough one at Utah. Rice Eccles is not an easy place to play. October twenty eighth, and of course that USC game is at home, so they get a lot of the tougher games. They're tougher games at home. USC, uh, Colorado, and uh, Oregon State. So I'm looking forward to seeing what this team can do. Defense can't can't get much worse than what it was. Uh, they were in shootouts every week. Uh, so yeah, if it, Dan Lanning is a defensive guy, he can't be happy with what he saw last year. I am definitely looking forward to it. Yes, 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 yes. Oregon, uh, Oregon State, Oregon State. DJ Lele comes over from Clemson, uh, one of the top quarterbacks. He was depending on what service you looked at. It was either him or Bryce Young. They played against each other in high school. I thought Bryce Young. I thought uh, DJ would actually be the better player. Boy, was I wrong. Um, <laughs> one was the number one overall pick, and one is still trying to figure it out. Uh, so yeah, Oregon State. DJ, there are rumblings. DJ might not might not even be the starter to start the season. I don't think he went there not to be a be the starter. Uh, but does he help this team get a little better, especially at the quarterback position? Oregon State hasn't been terrible, but they haven't been great either. And DJ will have to live up to his expectations for Oregon State to do that. Yeah, they'll be better. Because I, I think he needed a fresh start, and he's getting one now. I think he'll be fine in Beavertown. Um, they have a solid offensive line, and yes, they have they a do. running back who could yes, help them, um, who could help ease DJ into this um, new environment. So... <sighs> Yeah, I, I think they can be better, but it's going to be on the offense to do it this time <laughs> because their defense is trash, man. They 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 lost a lot there, and they weren't <laughs> good last year, and, and they're going to need time to grow. And I don't think this is the conference where you need a, a defense to grow up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So will they be better? Yes. Would they be better offensively? Yes, surprisingly. Uh, very manageable schedule. Very manageable schedule uh, at San Jose State to start the season. UC they Davis. Win that game. San Diego State is the landmine. Let me say it again. <laughs> San Diego State is always the landmine. Don't sleep on San Diego State at Washington State. Utah at home. Mm -hmm. mm. Corvallis is a rough place to play. I remember this is sometimes Corvallis is where where season dreams go to die. I remember one Mark Sanchez on a really talented USC team that only lost one game. Guess who that one game was to? <laughs> one Oregon State. Uh, they actually, and I don't, and I, their names are escaping me. Uh, but they had two brothers on there. They both played. One played running back. One played receiver. I'll remember it later. 
Um, but yeah, though I'm going back a long way, but yeah, though Oregon State has a has a has a reputation for beating people they have no business beating at home. Uh, you get UCLA at home, Arizona State. I'm sorry, Arizona and Colorado on the road, but you finish the season. Stanford at home, Washington at home, and your hated rival, Oregon. That one's on the road. You avoid USC. You avoid USC. Let me say it again. You avoid USC that you only lost by three points to last year, by the way. Just saying. Just saying. Hmm. And you were talking about the Rogers brothers, maybe? Yes. Quiz Rogers. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 The Roger brothers. Yep. Yeah. Those were, those were some fun times. Those were really some fun times. I actually watched Oregon state because of them. (laughs) And, uh, Quiz went on to the, um, Falcons. Yeah. He went on playing with the Falcons. Yeah. 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 He got a nice little, his nice four or five year career. Pretty good career. Yeah. Um, I'm looking and forward James, to seeing James Rogers was James and Quiz Rogers. Yep. Yep. I remember I will say this. Um Oregon State does have some they have a lot of they have some offensive talent and I think they're going to be a thorn in somebody's side will they win it all? Who knows. But my question to you is who does win this conference? <sighs> you know, and it's funny, you, you know, USC is the favorite, and then you you wonder if an Oregon, uh, a Washington, um, can step up. You, you you the thing is though, everyone no one's mentioning the defending champions of the conference, Utah. Mm. I'm gonna say USC because they're supposed to win, but this thing is wide open, man. It, I, I I can see three teams coming down to that last week, all with a chance to win the conference. So Washington is interesting simply because Michael Penix and company are really really good. I don't want to discount Utah, but Cam Rising coming off of a ACL injury, I I, I actually had my team had an experience with this. One day, Eric King he tore his ACL in the Cheez It Bowl and against Oklahoma State, and tried to come back and came back too early, and he he decided he wanted to play against Alabama. That was that wasn't a good idea, and now he's a coach, <laughs> so. He will no. He's technically a player still, so he plays in a in a in a not so pro league, but still, nonetheless, um, ACL injuries are never easy, and mm-hmm. they they can some guys heal, some guys don't. That mobility is not there. That leads me to want because there's too many variables with that. It leaves me with the USC. Or Oregon, I don't trust Oregon's defense right now. I trust the reigning and defending uh, Heisman Trophy winner. 
Uh, I think on, their only loss could be to Oregon, and they can they'll come see each other again in the in the Pac-12 championship game. Where USC, if they lose early, they only they make they'll come back. It's hard to beat a team twice. Uh, I don't see anybody really beating USC. Uh, I think they have a lot of they have a lot of firepower. You're gonna have to score 35 to beat them every week. Can you do it? I don't think so. Give me the Trojans. All right, well, we're both on board there, but it's shaky though. It's yeah, shaky. it's 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 real. It's it's it could anybody could win this conference. I legit feel like anybody can win this conference. I would agree. Uh, the Big Twelve, notable players, notable players in the Big Twelve, where we have some new faces. We have some definite. We have some. This is not your father's or your grandfather, or even your great-grandfather's Big 12. Well, your great-grandfather would have remembered the Big 8. But nonetheless, we have teams like UCF. We have teams like SMU, BYU in the Big 12. And we have teams that are on the way out. Texas, Oklahoma. This conference is going to look really different um, in the next year or so. So... When I look at this conference, oh, I'm sorry, and don't I'm, I would be remiss if I didn't ask, say Cincinnati. Don't get don't 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 do me like that, guys. I mean, you guys might not be that good anymore because your head coach is gone, and yeah, but it's still Cincinnati. They've been pretty good. So since those four have joined, uh, notable players, Quinn Ewers, of course. Um, when I look at Jay, uh, Xavier Worthy, wide receiver, Texas, Texas is loaded. Can I just say that? Texas is absolutely, positively loaded offensively. Um, where do you – we already answered that question of is, uh, is it a make-or-break year for Sark? So we won't go back to that. But can Oklahoma possibly make a – a playoff run. Who is this year's TCU? And those are the two questions I have for you when it comes to the okay. Oklahoma playoff run. No, not mm. yet. Not yet. I like him. I, I, I like. I like the coach, but I don't think they're there yet. I, I I just think they're missing something. They're missing a lot, actually. Uh, they they they're not ready. Who is this year's TCU? Um, TCU maybe. <laughs> I like it. Uh, I like it. I I I think that you know, Sonny Dykes is going to prove that last year was not a fluke. That he actually has his pulse on something. Now there there are some teams that are just magical. And they have magical seasons, and I think last year was magical for TCU. I, I I don't think they're going to drop off too much, but but we're going to find out early, real early, if this team is is, is a one hit wonder. So TCU is my team to keep an eye on. I look at this conference and I say UCF. This isn't UCF from a few years ago where they they allegedly believe that they won a national title because they went undefeated in a group of fives conference. Um, 
I look at SMU, Preston Stone, Rhett Lashley, my former offensive coordinator, where my quarterback was really good. Rhett, we miss you down in Coral Gables, but you're doing your thing. Um, Texas, Oklahoma. Oklahoma State, I don't know what's going on out there in Stillwater, um, but I think this might be a down year for them. They lost their quarterback. They, they're always pretty solid on defense. Uh, but I'm 50. Yeah, yeah, I'm no, fit. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. He's a man. He, yeah, man, he's old. He's getting up there. How many? T- I, I'm waiting on another rant. I need an updated rant, okay, so I can get a, a sound bite out of that. Um, yeah, I think it's about time. Yeah, you might get one this year. This might be the year. <laughs> this might be the year. Uh, Neil Brown at West Virginia. Um, West Virginia. West Virginia. What? <laughs> What has happened to West Virginia since, since Geno Smith has been there? It's almost it's almost like they don't exist anymore. Uh, Sorry, guys, you don't exist anymore. TCU is TCU this year. I definitely agree with you on that one. You change a change at quarterback, some changes on defense, but I don't think much is going to change here. Um, I think Iowa State every year they beat somebody they have no business beating, but. At the end of the day, it's coming down to the big dogs of this conference. TCU, Texas, and Oklahoma. Um, who do you think wins this conference? My brain says Texas. Do you trust Texas that much? Come no. on. Do you really? No. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. You know. I know you don't. He says Texas, but my heart says TCU. Mm, even though they didn't win it last year. Right. Exactly. 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 <laughs> uh, what about Kansas? Oh, can't uh, they were pretty high. I don't I don't trust that. I don't I think that was a nice flash in the pan, but and Kansas uh, State. Kansas State, I think that that, that one now. That one's going to be interesting, but can they recruit well enough? Or are they the once every 10 year, I win it then, and that's it? Mm. Daniels returns, right? Yeah, Jalen Daniels does return. He does return. But now we have the book on them. That's the only part. But does it matter? Mm. I'm just saying, see. You're asking good questions. You're asking good questions. This conference is more wide open than people think. This conference is as wide open as the Pac-12 can be. Yes, yes. Um, Totally agree. And with these new additions, you just don't know how these teams will adjust to them. We don't know what. you, You have zero film on them against you or anybody in this conference. BYU, I mean, it's BYU defensively was pretty solid. Uh, UCF is still UCF. Um, they're going to be the one team. They're going to be the counter. They're going to be the anti-Pac-12. Oh, I'm sorry, Big 12, because they yeah. run the football. Gus is going to run the ball. <laughs> Gus is going to run. When in doubt, Gus will run the ball. And I don't know if you can sustain that. My dark horse for this conference is Texas Tech. Okay. They have the quarterback in Tyler Show, who was a former quarterback at Oregon. New head coach, air raid system. Uh, they've been building something over there. They would have been my dark horse last year, but I wasn't ready for that. 
I'm not I'm not willing to pull the trigger on them just yet, but I am willing to call them a bonus um, dark horse team for this conference. Give me the give me the Longhorns. I, I don't trust this at all, but give me the Longhorns. Something's got to shake at some point in Texas. It, it's been too long. Something's got to something's got to got to give um, in Austin. So give me the Longhorns. Give me the Longhorns. Yeah, that's it. If you don't win it now, you don't you won't ever you won't ever win a conference title ever again. So because you're not winning in the SEC, you're not winning one in the SEC. That's Georgia and Alabama's conference. So um yeah, so give me the long one. So we have we we can bring it back to our neck of the woods, right? Because uh as much as I love Texas football and I love, and, and you know, Cali's they, they play football out there, but they they don't love it like us. Right. Uh, down South. Let's take it to the ACC. So the ACC, this one conference realignment has touched every conference, especially them. Um, so we, we touched on conference realignment a couple shows ago. So they had Clemson, Florida state, Miami, uh, North Carolina, North Carolina state, uh, Virginia and Virginia Tech were the the seven that wanted out. They still want out. We have teams like Florida State who want to get private equity firms involved. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go back a couple shows. You'll we talk all about conference realignment. So that's the that was the big storyline this offseason. Notable players for uh, the ACC. We have. Florida, this list will be a lot of Florida State guys. I hate to say it. Uh, Jordan Travis, quarterback, Florida State. Drake May, quarterback, uh, North Carolina. Uh, I gotta, I gotta say it, but it's I'm, I, I gotta see it to believe it. Tyler Van Dyke, Miami. Um, Jared Verse, defensive, or I, we call them edge rushers now. Uh, for Florida State, he would have been a first round pick had he come out last, this past draft. Um, so yeah, I, I'm really Kate Klubnik also Florida, um, almost said Florida state Clemson, uh, Clemson isn't dead. They were 10 win team last year. That was a down year. Um, yeah, Clemson should have pulled the club plug a little early on DJ. They probably would have had a chance at the playoff. Um, Louisville is going to be in transition. Georgia tech's in transition. Uh, there are a few other schools. Devin Leary is no longer at NC State. Uh, so you have Virginia Tech is – I don't know what Virginia Tech is doing at this point. Um, they're, they're, Virginia Tech's a joke at this point. Um, but, yeah, the ACC has been very, very interesting. And I would be remiss to say Duke had a 9-3 and three season last year. Duke was really good last year. They beat us. And I can't, I, I can't believe I, I said that and I read that last year. Duke beat Miami and they looked really good. Um, and we're not talking about basketball, folks. Well, we're not talking about basketball. We're, no, we're talking about the football field. So this conference is, I won't call it loaded, but we do. This conference has uh, some very viable options that I am definitely looking forward to. Of course, I'm looking forward to my canes until the season goes bad. So, we have is my first question for my questions for you, sir. Are uh, is Clemson is is it Clemson's time? Is Clemson's time at the top of the ACC over? 
We already talked about Miami with Miami and Mario Cristobal, so we'll go ahead and bypass that. Uh, but Florida State building, can they build on a strong 2022 season? And they can they make a playoff push? They were really good, but they lost three three straight last year, and all in division, which pretty much knocked them out of any chance of getting to an ACC title in any other postseason action. Uh, let's start at the top. It's Clemson's time at the top, or top of the ACC over. Not necessarily. Uh, they play state early this year, um, but it's at home. Uh, September 23rd, I think, is the date of that game. I think that to give you an early indication of, of just where FSU is. I think FSU is right there if Clemson stumbles. If the, uh, I guess he'll be a sophomore quarterback now. Yeah, Clemson. Clemson. Yeah. Yeah. If he, um, if he stumbles, but there's no indication that's going to happen. I mean, Clemson is solid from coaching staff to players. New offensive coordinator, Garrett Riley, brother of Lincoln Riley. Mm. Mm. Former TCU offensive coordinator last year, by the way. Mm. Made Max Dugan look real good. Yeah. Um, I can see Clemson making another run. FSU is going to be there, though. Uh, And I just don't think they can get it's still only four teams getting in the playoffs. I don't know if both teams are coming from the ACC. That seems a little too much. So, um, Clemson is a team beat until someone does it. FSU is right there, though. They're they're close. They're Looking like the, the FSU door. of the nineties. That defense. Did I not say it last year? Did I call that Florida right. State team last year? Did I, I tell you the linebackers were like the linebackers of old? <laughs> uh, running all over and making plays. FSU is going to be a tough out. Definitely. Clemson starts the season on Labor Day uh, at Duke. They get Charleston Southern, FAU. And then on September 23rd, they get that home game against Florida State. Uh, at Syracuse, Wake Forest at home, a game they they uh, they pretty that's a homecoming game, so that's gonna be that's gonna be interesting. They get a week off, and then they get to come down to good old South Florida and for my Canes on October twenty first. Uh, one of the biggest landmines they got blown out last year by Notre Dame. They have Notre Dame on November fourth, and then a game that's been kind of close for them. Uh, November 18th at North Carolina. They have that game at home. And then the game they lost last year, they pretty much knocked them out of it against hated rival South Carolina, who's building something, Shane Beamer and company. That game is in at Williams Bryce in South Carolina, in Columbia. Uh, they have a couple landmines on this schedule. Florida State, I will always say it's a landmine against Miami. I don't care if we go to bat. Because that's my team, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm just biased. It is what it is. Uh, Notre Dame is a real, is a real landmine. Um, and North Carolina, they can score with the best of them. Um, so yeah, Clemson, they went 11 and three last year. Hmm. That's a down year. <laughs> that's a down year. I want to have down years like that down in Cor- and Coral Gables, but until then, uh, yeah, Clemson is. 
still the team to beat Florida State. I said last year I didn't know what the offense would be, but I knew what the defense would be. I saw it. Uh, they got away with one uh, in, in the opener against LSU. I mean, they stole one. I mean, who is, is LSU's um, special teams coordinator? Is he still employed? Because if he is, I said I, I campaigned for your job to be gone. But, you know, it is what it is. So Florida State starts off the season. Uh, in Orlando in a neutral site game against LSU. Come on, LSU, please do the Lord's work uh, at Boston College. But it's early, so it's a, it'll be a little warm still up in Chestnut Hill uh, against Boston College. Again, that Florida State-Clemson game is September 23rd. And then they have a run of teams that they have no business losing to. Virginia Tech at home, Syracuse at home, Duke at home. And then they get – they get to go they get wake forest in which they lost to last year they get they're at pit when's the last time florida state played pit Mm. it's been a while i don't even remember them if they have i don't remember them playing pit anytime they haven't played pit since they changed back to the old pit uniforms the 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 bright the bright yellow and blue i love those uniforms those are, those are everything uh, stop uh, they played they played pit in 2020 in it's, been it's been a while feels like it's, it's been just a while 3 years man it's been a, i feel like it's been a lot longer um miami on november 11th miami give me a birthday a good birthday present Damn, that's the late late miami yeah, florida state yeah game. That it's they changed it. It used to be the opener. Second we used week. to play them Labor yeah, Day. The opener, but it used to be the second week in October. Mm-hmm. Then they moved it to the opener. I missed it. The they moved it back to the second week in October. And now it's like the second week in November. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Uh that's a Veterans Day game. Um then they get North Alabama. Hmm. And then so actually Florida State actually plays Florida Miami and Florida. Uh, two uh, in the second week and last week of November. Interesting. So, yeah, they they there's that. So, good job, Florida State. I hope so. Somebody's got to knock you off. Some there is no state title here for you guys. No state title for you. Uh, but this defense should be fast and physical. Uh, Jordan Travis improved a lot last year. Got to give him credit. Uh, Johnny Wilson, the six foot seven receiver. Uh, he he just gave everybody problems. Um. Trey Benson, he might be a Heisman candidate. He ran all over my, my canes last year. And I'm looking forward to seeing what the defense does, not looking forward to seeing Jordan Travis run around like he's Johnny Manziel and make plays happen. You can have good games every every week until you see somebody on November 11th. How about that? Okay, Fred, who wins the conference? Who wins the conference? Uh, my mind says Clemson. My – my mind says Clemson, but a pissed off Florida State team says Florida State. I trust Dabo, but I think this is Florida State's conference to win this year. Give me the Knowles, and I hate saying it. I hate saying it. Give me the Knowles to win this conference. Wow, I, I am just surprised that you said Florida State. 
I, I'm, I, 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 I put my journalist hat on. I'm be, I'm not gonna be biased. I'm not gonna, you know, do any of that. That was a tough one. They're, it was tough. They're not ready. They're 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 almost there. They are. They're and I can see them winning it. But I just think Dabo and the Tigers are mad and win double digits and it's considered a la a, a, a down year. Nah, they're not ready to give it up yet. Mm. Give me Clemson slightly. Okay. Slightly. 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 Mm. Maybe I just maybe I just gave them the touch of death, the season of death by picking them. That's what I'm hoping. I hope my, my picks are I hope that pick is a cup. A kiss of death. I don't know, man. It's going to be be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Now, the question for you. We got two more to go here. What are you thinking? Uh, I think we can power through. I think we can power through. Let's do it. Let's power through. But the the, the only thing I don't want to shortchange the SEC uh, because I think we can get through the – I think the Big Ten is three teams. Agreed. Or four no, teams. I, I, well, I, I, three, three and a half. Because I was going to say. Wisconsin. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know yet about them yet. I don't See, know. I don't want to shortchange short these teams. And I'm thinking – Maybe we ought to we see we did say this was a two part episode. Yeah. Okay. Let, let's give the Big Ten and the SEC its due. Let's give them their due. Okay. Yeah. So we've given you the Pac twelve, the Big Twelve, and the ACC in part one of the College Football Overdrive podcast season preview. On episode two. You'll have the Big Ten. We'll talk everything about the Big Ten, Ohio State, Michigan, uh, that team in Pennsylvania. Still haven't forgiven them from the 80s. Yeah, yeah, and maybe there might be something shaking in um in Wisconsin. I don't know. I'm really interested. We'll see. And then, of course, the conference, the, the real conference of champions the SEC, where football matters so much more than anywhere else. Alabama, Georgia, that reigning, defending, two-time, two-time, two-time national champion, that monster uh, down in in, in Stanford. Uh, uh, and I'm and, oh, sorry, Athens, Georgia. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I totally got it. Yeah, in Athens, Georgia. So, um, yeah, we're going to hold off on, on those last two, give them their due, and then we'll also give you our picks and predictions so you'll be able to tune into episode two. We'll talk about that later in the week, folks. So make sure you go follow the show on Twitter at CFB Overdrive. Make sure you go follow myself on Twitter at Fred Purdue CFB, and please, please go give Rick all the smoke. Where can they give you all the smoke for all this junk you've been talking about up to their teams? Man, y'all can bring it at, at Rick Brown 91 but always remember, folks, you got to bring some to get some. Just remember that when you're talking to me. Respect mm. the elders. Mm. 
Put some okay. respect on them. That's, right. it. That's it. That's it. I but no, I, I want to thank everyone for joining us. I think it's going to be a hell of a season. I mean, wow. Wow, let's go. Let's, let's, and it's not no W-E-A-K-0. Stop it. <laughs> you got to let it go. It's, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's yeah, going to happen. Not, not happening on my watch. Mm. But anyway. August 26th. We'll be here sooner than you think. Um, That's I'm looking, Saturday, baby. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to it, even if it is watching little green people uh, play people, play our and service we, academy. That used to be a really big game back in the day. And we may even talk about the green people, too. Yeah, we got to – that USC team is playing also on that day. So we get to see a little Caleb Williams, get to see a little bit of Notre Dame. And Maybe. I will be remiss if I didn't – Mentioned that the Miak Swack challenge will be mm. that game as well between South Carolina State of the Miak Mid Eastern Athletic Conference and the newly vamped Jackson State Tigers. Let's see if Jackson State is as good as they were last the last three years. Let's see. We'll see. We'll see. But we will be all over this, all over college football coverage. Things are going to get ramped back up over here at the College Football Overdrive Podcast. Just stay tuned. Yep, yep. And until next time, stay safe and peace. Peace.